Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it ride! Remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we are. It is Thursday, October the 3rd, 2019, and we are excited because it is a degenerate paradise here tonight in the world of sports. So many different ways to lose our ass. It's great. Who we kidding? No, we're here to make it rain. That's exactly what we do, just like the Tampa Bay Rays did last night. And that'll do it. The Tampa Bay Rays are moving on to a date with the Houston Astros. Yeah, four home runs later, they uh, took down the Oakland A's 5-1 to one in a game that was... <sighs> Cure for insomnia in many aspects there. It was brutal, uh, but it was really good if you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan. Only there were none in the stands. There were 52,000-plus sold out in Oakland to take on the uh, – to, to root for their team, their home local team. Unfortunately, listen, nobody goes to Rays games in Tampa. Nobody was flying to Oakland to support them in there, but – the Oakland A's, I mean, they were all over their Twitter page uh, yesterday promoting the hell out of it. Over 52,000, the first time it's been sold out outside of August 24th when the Giants were in town, a little Bay Area series, but half of those stands were filled with Giants fans and not Oakland A's fans. So no Tampa fans, great opportunity for them to come out and support their team, and they did. The problem is, the team never gave them an opportunity to get involved in that game. They were taken out from the first batter right through the first couple of innings. Uh, it was there was no reason to cheer. And, you know, Dane, I think the Oakland A's are going to look back on this. Their fans are going to look back on a lot of missed opportunities, some strange coaching pitching decisions that they would have left, um, you know, Manea in there for as long as they did given the fact that it, it was quite obvious in the first inning that he was he was just grooving pitches in there, much like we watched Scherzer did early on in the game the night before with the Nats, and they had all those arms in a bullpen. We heard Mike Fires, We had all of this, but they kept trotting him out there. Ultimately, when it was all said and done, five runs later, uh, they just couldn't come back. They had runners on base in all but, I think, of three innings. They had the bases loaded in the first inning. And Charlie Morton wasn't great either. He did, you know, he did enough to be able to get by, but it wasn't like he was lights out. I mean, it was it was not the five innings of dominant Charlie. They kept hitting the ball. They kept putting runners on base. They just couldn't string an extra base hit or put back-to-back hits together anywhere. And that ultimately is what the downfall was. They did have opportunities, couldn't cash. Now... Hello, Houston Astros, a Tampa Bay Ray team with the lowest payroll in professional baseball. Dane, they get to go take on two guys that I think uh, they'll see pitching that make uh, three times what the payroll is for the entire team. So good luck with that. 
But I do like the feisty Tampa Bay Rays. They earned it last night, and good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerates here on Make It Rain. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. Um, yeah, it's great that the Rays, like you said, the lowest payroll or whatever, they're part of the final eight teams still competing for a championship. So kudos to them. You're right. Morton wasn't excellent either. He gave up eight base runners in five innings. They just couldn't string it together. I got texts from Oakland A fans. I got a good friends of mine that are A's fans that yes. were in fact in the building last night. And I'm getting texts from them like hashtag, you know, S the bed, you know, stuff like that. But here's the thing, in my opinion, Joe, yesterday, Okay, in the NL game, outside of that three run rally in the eighth inning, all the runs in the game scored via the home run. Tampa Bay last night, all five of their runs scored via the home run. Even, you know, Yandy Diaz going yard twice, including the very first uh, batter of the game. Remember when we said, like, in football, we were talking about how teams have to be able to win even without their A game, right? And it's clear that in 2019, every team's A game is the three-run home run, right? And we yep. were saying, how is October going to be different? Well, Joe, the unders are 2-0 and so far, right? And right. we were wondering, would teams be able to string hits together? Would they be able to rally? Because in playoff baseball, that's what you're going to need, you know, to be, you can't just sit back and rely against this kind of pitching on the home run to happen all the time. Well, yep. let's look in the NL game. You talked about it, how the national scored more runs in the last three innings than everybody else. And what happened? They strung some together and had a three run rally, not like a three run homer, a three run rally, rally yep. you know, in the eighth yep. last night. Similar kind of game, Joe. You know what I'm saying? Tampa goes out with home runs early on yep. the same way Milwaukee went out with home runs early on. The difference was, and you just said it, Jerks and Profar got some hits, but they could not string any hits nope. together. That's what that's what they the A's could not do in front of their home crowd that the Nationals were able to do in front of the home crowd. We said this, Joe, all season long. October baseball will be different better yep. pitchers colder atmosphere you know sphincters getting tight they're not going to be able to play earl weaver ball who will be able to put rallies together i think that is going to be a critical piece here joe because playoff baseball different than regular season baseball and i think that came to pass in both wild card games which by the way are now 2-0 and to the under yeah, it was uh, total bases. Tampa Bay Rays, 21. Oakland, only 11. Yep. And, I mean, Charlie Morton, you got five innings pitched. He, he struck out four, didn't give up any earned runs. But, again, he walked uh, He walked four. He, there were always guys on base every inning for the Oakland A's, and they could not capitalize on it. They just could not get that big hit. And then once they brought the bullpen in at Tampa Bay, I think we, uh, you know, you saw exactly why it is that they have been and why they are a 95, 96, 97 win team. They, yeah, they don't need a, uh, you know, a fire, but they don't need a 25-game winner or a 20-game winner on that team. That bullpen is lights out, and they got their work cut out for them coming up against Houston. We'll take a look. we got two more games today. We'll take a look at those Major League Baseball playoffs coming up. Let's make it rain, people, on a Thursday.
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Doesn't matter what what the payroll is, what anything. Just go find a way to win games, and credit those those players for for taking that same mentality for 162 games. Yeah, uh, Kevin Cash talking about the fact that his Tampa Bay Rays, with a payroll of 65 million dollars, yeah, think about that, if you will. 65 million dollars is the that's like total literally payroll. Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, and that's it. That's like a weekend uh, that they make. That's right. $65 million is what they are working with in uh, in Tampa. And yet, I think what he said was brilliant there, that they got a job to do. Like, they just, they come to work. They know what their job is. It doesn't make a difference. And I'm sorry, and I'm giving them way too much credit. Let me correct myself. $63 million is the total payroll. Excuse yes, me. I apologize. $63 million total payroll. A team, guys that is completely filled with a bunch of cast-offs. We're talking about guys that other teams <laughs> did not want, like, you know, Nick Anderson, who came in and shut the door down last night. Uh, Tommy Pham, former St. Louis Cardinal, didn't want him, cast off. See you later. Uh, I mean, Diaz, you go down the list here, that whole team was just a bunch of guys that are like, all right, well, we'll, we'll come play for Tampa. And look at that, now, 90 some odd wins, they are on their way to take on the uh, the Houston Astros. And I think it's going to be a good series. There was something, I, you know, body language says everything too, Dane, especially this time of year. The body language of, of the Rays yesterday, very businesslike, very, we got a job, we came here. Even Charlie Martin, who could not get his curveball for a strike, no matter what he did, there was never panic. There was that very calm, cool, collective, you know, every at bat, they they made them throw the ball. They made the bullpens throw the ball. They, too, had a lot of scoring opportunities. Uh, it was impressive what they did on the road in this spot. We had told you, as good as Oakland was at home during the season, man, they were they were in their comfort zone. Tampa Bay dominated on the road this year. They had no problem. Absolutely no problem going on the road. They're not going to have a problem now heading to Houston either. The series was 4-3 during the year, so it's not like they got owned by the Houston Astros. Uh, there were a couple of very high-scoring games in that one there during sure. the season there where uh, where Houston scored a boatload of runs when, by winning. But I think the Tampa Bay Rays are built – to say, you know what, if we can we can get our starting pitching, if we can get Snell Glass now, if we can get Charlie Morton out there in a three or seven, uh, five or seven game series, and we can, they only got to get to the fourth inning. I mean, really, the fourth or fifth inning with this team. And then that bullpen is so good and good enough to be able to just keep it close. And like you said, Dane, we've seen it now twice in the playoffs, okay? It's not a 13-11 game. Like, they... 
it's going to be close. There's going to be opportunities in all of these games where one swing of the bat can absolutely turn a series, can turn a game. And I don't think any one team is ever going to be so far out. Even Oakland last night, as dominant as you as it looked like they were getting, they were one swing away from being right sure. back in that game. That game being, you know, 5-4. They were always right there. And I think that's what we're going to get in a lot of these series, including the Houston. I know everyone loves Verlander, and I get it. But I do think the scrappiness of this team, the underdog role, it would not surprise me if they're able to win a couple of games, even one in Houston here coming up. Yeah, I hear you on this, Joe. You know, first of all, with the kind of idea that their payroll is low and they bring their lunch pail to work. Yeah. If you remember, Joe, I've been saying for a long time that part of the reason they have this opener strategy is financial. OK, yeah. so because they're not going out and spending money on a third or fourth starting pitcher at 90 million dollars. You know what I mean? So they this is an entire organization that is built, that is operated for this point, just like you're saying, cast-offs mm -hmm. that are workmen, professional, because that's what they want. That's what they are building. They're designed and they're rolling it out exactly according to plan, given what they can do at a big picture level. So I wanted to make that point again. You know, True. when you tell me that they ain't scared, that we've seen this, um, we also saw this last year. They won 90 yeah. some odd games last year, Joe. They are now kind of expected to kind of be that team that overperforms, right? And can threaten the big boys. To me, Joe, the Tampa Bay Rays are kind of like that respected mid-major school who's mm -hmm. already gotten out of the, like, idea that, oh, they may surprise someone, like the established power of the mid-majors, you know, like a Gonzaga or a Butler or a UCF in college, right? That's what they remind me of, you know, that team that nobody really wants to play, that everyone has to understand is kind of not the blue chippers, but they can get it done, and they've been doing it for a while, you know? Yep. And in that analogy, I don't care who, like, UCF or Gonzaga is playing. They're live, and I mm -hmm. think the same can be said with the Tampa Bay Rays. You talk about Morton and Glasnow and Snell that they all have and the bullpen, you know, and, and they almost are, are too stupid to be afraid right now. You, you know, it, it, right now. I'm watching that last night and I'm drawing some of the parallels, man. It, it, they remind me of the Marlins teams that went to the World Series and made it to the player that nobody, you know, the upstart, like who the hell are these guys like, you know, right. they had. You know, they had they had some veterans, but they had a bunch of young guys. Nobody cared, some cast offs. And all of a sudden, you know, Jack McKean comes in, takes over the reins in the second half. They fly. And then all of a sudden they're beating the New York Yankees for a World Series title again. And it's like that's what they remind me of. The they never die. You you are going to have to step on these guys big time because they will keep coming at you very fearless. And they just prove they can hit the long ball. They just hit sure. four home runs off a dude, by the way, who his entire career has never given up three home runs in a game. Never given up anything like that before. And uh, and they took it to him. Good swings, a little healthier. I would say, yeah, I like the way these games are getting matched up here, man. I like the Twins and Yankees. I think that's going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun uh, between those two teams. Uh, I can't wait to see what the totals end up being like in these games, uh, especially after uh, the first one here. But I do think the Yankees obviously have the better bullpen. So I do think that ultimately the, 
I don't think Minnesota has enough depth pitching-wise to be able to compete swing for swing with the Yanks, but I do think it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, that may be the one where we still take the overs, right? Because both of these teams, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, didn't both of these teams break the major league record for home runs um, in a season? Yep. I think both of them did, right? And I think Um, Minnesota had one more home run than the Yankees did this year, one. Right, but both totals (laughs) would have set... Uh, set new major league records. We talked about Joe, how like, didn't the twins have something like six dudes who hit 30 or more home runs, which is absolutely crazy. Me and guys in the pit, you know, Lissandro and, and, and Alex Fasano, we're literally trying to figure out Joe, like what is the Yankees lineup and whatever the Yankees lineup is like the number eight hitter is possible. It's capable of 30 home runs. What are you going to do? Have Gleyber Torres hitting eighth who literally led the team in home runs. You we're, we're talking about this versions of the Yankees roster that has Luke Voigt not on it. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean Edward right. Encarnacion riding the bench, yep. you know, in this lineup to make room for guys like, oh, yeah, Giancarlo Stanton, right? So while I do believe that, you know, the unders will start to rule the day, similar to the Super Bowl and other mm-hmm. playoff scenarios, this one, Yankees twins, may be the one where uh, the light tower power is still on full display. We've got two games here uh, tonight, folks, to uh, to tackle in Major League Baseball. Early evening game, 5 o'clock. We will see in Atlanta the Cardinals take on the Braves. Keuchel going for the Braves. Uh, Mikolas going for the St. Louis Cardinals. Interesting about this game is that the total opened up at, uh, at 8.5. It has, in fact, been bet up to 9 in a lot of places and I, I agree with that because although, I you know, Dallas Keuchel has been a nice addition, veteran leadership to that staff, we're not talking about two dudes who are going to be shut down in any way, shape, sure. or form. They're not shut down pitchers. They're guys that will get some outs. But I do think especially, and keep this in mind, Dane, you're right. Last night, it was 60 degrees in Oakland, guys. 60. All right? It is going to be 90 in Atlanta tonight with humidity. Oh, and that ball, and yeah, also the wind is blowing dead out tonight in Atlanta at mm. SunTrust Park. There is going to be, and I think that's adding fuel to the fire, guys. That's a keep in mind, man. Some of these series that weather is going to come into play as well. 90 degrees, humidity, Atlanta tonight, wind blowing out. That's got, yeah, the over. I'm shocked it opened up at eight and a half, to be completely honest with you. That's interesting, Joe. You know, for anybody who's new to make it rain, uh, I can tell you, literally, Joe, in the months of April and May, I was saying, like, the biggest question in betting baseball was, like, the direction of the wind of Wrigley, right? And so let's not forget about that. Absolutely, weather can play a factor. And remember also, Joe, that that field has, like, a jet stream going out the right center. Okay, so uh, maybe some of these dudes, Ozuna and crew, will want to take advantage. We got a Nationals-Dodgers update, too. We'll give you the line on that. We'll do it as we look to make it rain. Next, The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. 
right, so who wants two risk-free wagers of up to $1,000? Raise your hand. Come on. Raise your hand. Okay, there you go. Simply head over to pointsbet.com forward slash grid, please. Open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. The promo code is GRID, and you'll get two risk-free bets. Not one, but two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. And in addition to traditional betting you guys may have heard, Points bets, they offer their own betting concept where you are rewarded by how much you win your bet by. So, for example, let's say you're playing tonight's NFL game and you take the Seahawks laying one and a half, but they beat the Rams by five. Well, you'll receive five times your stake. It's that cool. It's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. The promo code is grid. Get you two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply Check out the website for details and welcome you in here to make it rain on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez as we are excited Thursday night. And it's only going to get crazier from here, guys. And it's worth uh, repeating and saying that uh, steady, straight, steady wins the race this time of year. You have a whole lot going on right now, and it's only going to get more convoluted as the weeks progress here. NFL, college, postseason this month, baseball, NHL dropped last night. NBA is coming in a couple of weeks. College basketball is coming. We got Champions League soccer. Yeah. We got UFC. Guys, we've got everything going on this time of year. And My this boys is at the time NYCFC getting their playoffs yeah. started. This is the time of year guys get into trouble and bankrolls disappear as they're betting across multiple sports, multiple nights. And yeah, please understand the concept. We talked about it earlier. Flat betting. All right. No, nothing too big. Nothing too small. Understand that you want to live to fight another day. And yes, because inevitably you will have some winning streaks. Yeah, but you are going to have some losing streaks as well, and to be able to survive those, you can't be uh, you can't be going balls to the wall every play every night. Just pace yourself. That's all we're going to say. Like you may want to bet the Nationals and the Dodgers here tonight, and I wouldn't blame you because you got Corbin going up against your boy Walker Bueller here tonight, yep. uh, Dane. And this game is intriguing to me on a lot of levels. Number one. The pricing of it, I think, is a little bit e- is interesting. Corbin is, you know, the guy's is he's a number one on any other team except the Nationals, right? I mean, I think that's safe to say here. He's sure. going up against Bueller, who has been fantastic, fourteen and four on the year, a three point two six ERA. The Dodgers opened up as a big favorite here, minus one sixty. And again, keeping in mind that Corbin, he's a number one pitcher on any other team. This is not like. This isn't Annabelle Sanchez here, guys. Like, this is Corbin has been a stud for them, and still the Dodgers opened up as a big minus 160 favorite. Nats opened up somewhere around plus 145, 146. Here it goes again, Dana. I'm seeing a lot of public money, a lot of support, roughly two-thirds of the bets. Yep, uh, pushing L.A. up to a minus 165 favorite. Lot, It's lopsided action. I don't... I'm not seeing any big push as far as the spread goes. I, this looks to me like just an overwhelming amount of public support for the Dodgers. It's not really a wild swing yet as far as line movement, where maybe a couple of sharps come in with six-figure bet. Nothing along those lines. But I find it interesting, and I guess maybe we shouldn't. The public, they love their favorites, guys. The books know this. 
that, you know, they're going to shade these lines when you have situations like this. Yep. Bueller, it's, wait until Kershaw comes out. What the hell do you think that line's going to be? I mean, it's Verlander. It's be aware that they know the public loves their favorites, and it shows in this game tonight that are, are the Dodgers 165 minus 170 better than the Nationals in this matchup, Bueller versus Corbin? No, I don't think so. Like you said, Corbin was the prize-free agent of last year. He didn't necessarily do anything, in in my opinion, to show that he was, like, not good this year and doesn't deserve to be treated as a stud pitcher, you know, moving forward. I mean, he went his ERA, 3.25, a 118 whip. He goes 14-7, and seven, striking out over 230 batters. This guy is an ace. And the reason the Nationals are dangerous is because they have three of them. The same same way that the L.A. Dodgers do. You know, Joe, honestly, I know we're talking about game one, but the series price on FanDuel is something I'm very interested in, Joe. The Whoa, Nationals what are, you at? the Nationals are plus 195 on the series, Joe. Yep. That's two to one. Yep. <laughs> and like we've been saying, maybe we're biased, Joe. Because we have been had this narrative, I think, for the last month at least, that Mm -hmm. we think the value is trying to beat L.A. But when you talk about also, Joe, the amount of like the public love for the Dodgers, I think we're going to have this opportunity for the entire month of October. And we talked about also, Joe, we talked about like hedging. Right. We joked about it a little bit uh, over the course of the last week. I don't yep. know, Joe. I, I, I think it may be smart to just get this plus 195 position now and right. have that at two to one and then be able to play off of it for the next week and a half. Yeah. And, and it's a it's also a good reminder because you bring up a good point here, Dane. The playoffs in Major League Baseball, the value always lies with the dogs. This is a dog paradise. You yeah. are not going to get rich backing favorites in the Major League Baseball playoffs. You are going to have teams that are obviously good. They all won 90 games plus. You know what I mean? They all have great number ones, number twos. They Everyone's got their flaws. But what's going to happen is because of all the recreational betters and all the new money that's flooding the market, Dane. Right. The, They know that they love favorites. It doesn't matter. It's the Astros. It's the Dodgers. It's the, there is going to be tremendous value, more value now than we ever would have got. Like, let's say in August, betting the, uh, you know, betting the nationals in a situation. We didn't get the nationals very often at plus money. We, you know what I mean? We certainly never got the Dodgers in that situation. So you, there is going to be opportunities in the playoffs just like Dane is talking about here with the Nationals. Uh, yeah, with the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, with the – listen, the Cardinals tonight the are a plus-130 dog. Guys, they yeah. won They won the tougher division. With like their they're ace on the mound. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? And that's going to happen, like, tomorrow. The Twins yep. are going to be dogs with Berrios on the mound yep. for them. Exactly. You know what yep. I mean? Like – Yep. All season yep. long, we're talking about short. Give me that spot. You know what I mean? Let me ask you I a agree. question, Joe, just because you're, you know, such the expert sports investor. You know how, you know, this season, one of the things Gabe's, one of the things that Gabe is on is that point spreads don't matter, right? In the NFL, at least. Can I ask Under you something? Seven. Because we believe the Major League Baseball playoffs are, you know, tight games, right? Mm-hmm. That nip and tuck, one by the bullpen. And that's what we've seen so far. Is there. I, I don't know if there's stats or data on this. Is it smart to bet like the run line 
in Major League Baseball in the playoffs, like, give me a run and a half with any of these teams almost, right? Right. Like, I'll take St. Louis plus one and a half today. I'll take Washington plus one and a half today. If I can get plus one and a half for a team at, like, minus 130, like, these games are nip and tuck. What's up with plus one and a half in the run line, Joe? Well, you know, listen, it's you, – because you, here's the – last night was the perfect example. You could have taken yeah. – you know, you could have taken the underdog uh, last night, uh, which – you could have, like, let's say you you thought the Astros – either way, favorites are underdogs. Uh, yeah. You could have had a situation there where because of the long ball, and this is over the season what we learned rather quickly, teams should – get blown out right teams that yeah there were some situations where yeah. basically minnesota lay the one and a half instead of paying minus 200 to back them on the money line you could get them you could have got them at like minus one and a half against the tigers at, at you know minus 130 right we saw that all the time all year the problem is you know these teams because of the long ball and and how often it is you know what should have been a at least a two-run victory turns out to be one run in this situation because of uh, of the simple fact that oh yeah you got guys in number eight nine seven eight nine hitters hitting three run bombs and then all of a sudden you're like what in the hell's going on here it's even more prolific because you've got yes they're dogs but they're dogs that can win and oh yeah, yeah they're going up against they're a favorite for a reason not just because the public loves sure. them it's it's a risky proposition, but everything, Dane, like we say, it's all about the numbers. It's about the price. The Milwaukee, for instance, in the in that game there against the Nationals, you could have gotten their run line plus one and a half for minus one thirty. You mm. you could you could bet them on the money line. You got them at what plus one sixty. But for thirty like cents that, yeah. left, you're going to give me a run. Yeah, That's give what me. I'm saying. Yeah. Give me that all Isn't day Isn't a run long. so much more valuable in these yes. two teams? Games right. between teams that have both 190 games that belong there? Like you're saying, this isn't right. a Wednesday Minnesota versus Kansas City where Minnesota yes. hits seven home runs to win 11-4. This is right. the playoffs, people, right? Yep. So I'm just saying, isn't every run so much more important? And you're going to give me a run and a half as a basic thing? I'm I'm wondering if that's not a nice way to go because in these tight October games, the value of a run when baseball is being played differently than it's been played than it's being played in mid-June. Well, you've got two games tonight and the plus run line for the Cardinals and the Nationals. We'll break it down for you from a price perspective. What's worth it? What's not worth it? We'll go ahead and take a look what makes the most sense. See if we can make it rain for you, Major League Baseball playoffs tonight. Plus one and a half. Come on. Good game. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. All right, plenty of opportunities here tonight to be able to, you know... Invest, invest in sports as we've got not only the NFL game of the night, Thursday night game, division rivals, Seattle taking on 
the Rams. Uh, Seattle coming off a win. Rams coming off an embarrassing loss. Short week. We'll break that down for you coming up. Also, don't forget, we got a little, uh, we got two conferences tonight in college football that don't often get a lot of attention, which is why I kind of like these uh, these middle of the week games. You'll you'll have an opportunity to check out the Sun Belt. You'll also have an opportunity to check out the uh, the American Athletic Conference. Both conferences, if you talk to guys that have been around the block and doing this very long, yeah, they much rather bet these conferences because they are undervalued by the books because you know what? Not a lot of people bet them. So there's always some variance and discrepancy in the numbers, let's say, in some of these lesser-known conferences. Um, There is usually very sharp numbers with, I don't know, let's say when Ohio State plays, for instance, because the books know the handle they got coming in on Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama. Yeah, those numbers tend to be a little bit sharper, Dane, but there are definitely opportunities in the MAC, uh, in the Sun Belt, uh, in these. uh, You have an opportunity where the books, not that they're blind, but again, they're not focusing nearly as much attention to get the sharpest number as possible in those conferences, mostly because not everyone bets them, which leaves that thing we're always looking for here, Dane. It's called an edge. That's what we're looking for, which is why tonight's two college football games, they provide an edge for you. And the professionals, they're moving the numbers in both of these games. But ultimately, that's what it's all about, right? Why in the world would I want to bet on a game that doesn't provide me an edge, Dane? Yeah, absolutely. And we've made this point before. Okay. And this should be, Joe, another gambling you for us, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the sports book, they employ people, right, to go out and, t- and to try to figure out what the right line is to hang at the beginning. These people are tasked with, in the NFL, you know, capping 32 teams. Right. In Major League Baseball, 30 teams in college. They're capped with, you know, they're tasked with capping 300 and some odd whatever. They're going to divert the most attention to where the public is, where the handle Mm -hmm. is. And that sometimes means the Mac, the Sun Belt. They just don't have as much bandwidth to research it and hang the right lines. That's why we talk about sometimes some of these guys that we talk about. I know Gabe brings on mid-major Matt. I've got friends that literally focus on Ivy League college basketball or or something like that. Those are efficiencies for you. And Joe, it's kind of the same thing you said to open the show, right? In October, we got baseball. We got football. We got UFC we got soccer and all this and you said it's a lot of opportunity for you to blow your bankroll also maybe one of the things you should do in October is stay focused on one thing and be in the know on that so yes Joe I completely agree with your point it presents an edge but it also the flip side is true don't get cute with it stick to what you know Right. And it's a good opportunity, which is, again, why I love these during the week college games to be able to check out the Sun Belt, check out these teams. You'll see them inevitably throughout the season where you'll go, oh, South Alabama looks like they're getting uh, points here. Oh, oh, that's right. I had a chance to finally see them, which is what that is. There's an opportunity tonight uh, for knowledge and for you to be able to check out a couple of these teams because, It's not about betting it tonight. It's about observing it tonight, getting the knowledge from what you see from these four teams that you normally won't see, and then utilizing that along with the rest of the data moving forward for the rest of the season to see if you can gain an edge each and every week. That's how the system works, and that's why these games are great tonight from the 
handicapping perspective of it gives your eyeballs an opportunity, Dan, to check out Georgia Southern and, you know, South Alabama. And, oh, yeah, how many of you have seen East Carolina games? They're actually pretty damn good uh, going up against Temple tonight. Teams that off the radar you don't often get to hang with or watch or observe. You have that opportunity tonight. So my uh, suggestion would be utilize it, even if you don't bet on it. Spend a couple of minutes uh, watching these games and get a good feel for what these teams do because it's not only what those teams do, Dane, it's what the conference does. Exactly. These teams are definitely microcosms of the conference yes. they play in. Give yourself an idea, an understanding of what these teams look like and how they play from tempo to defense. Mm-hmm. Are they throwing it? Are they running it? Uh, you'd be surprised, too. I mean, we laugh sometimes at these conferences, but the reality is they play some damn good football, man, in the Sun Belt uh, and the American Athletic. You're, you're going to be shocked when you watch some of these games here tonight. Yeah, and, you know, here's another thing I'll add to it. And you talk about, like, seeing what these teams are all about, understanding the conference as well. You know, games like this and also, Joe, in the next, like, month or so, we're going to see college basketball teams, right? In, in this same kind of spot, these mid-major teams or these preseason tournaments and things of that mm-hmm. nature. You know what else I always say? Like, this, these teams that are playing tonight, in about two months, Joe, in about two and a half months, it's going to be, like, bowl week, right? And we're going to be like, who do we like in this random taxslayer.com bowl with a four-and-a-half-point spread? And we're going right. to be like, ah, remember when we saw them in that national spot? Or remember when we saw them play Kentucky in that – early season tournament, if this gives you data points that you've seen with your own two eyes to fl- flip forward when it comes to bowl season, when it comes to your March Madness pools, so you have some context of what upsets to pick, who these teams are. So you could always learn some things now so you're a little bit sharper when you see them in that spot in bowl season or in March Madness as well. Yeah, and uh, there's some good games. And the line has shifted here tonight in these both of these games, indicating the pros, they're leaning uh, on one, one play in both games, and we'll share that with you coming up. But Dana brought up an interesting point uh, just before, if you're joining us. We were talking about uh, the playoffs in Major League Baseball, and you have two games here tonight. You got the Cards, who I believe Flaherty is now. Is, is Flaherty going tonight? Is that the pitching change? Or are they still going with Michaelis? I see Michaelis. If there's a change, I didn't know about it. I see Michaelis still listed, at least on FanDuel. So they haven't taken it off. There was some, yeah, there was some talk that they might be going with Flaherty instead of Michaelis, but it looks like they're going to go with uh, with Miles Michaelis still. Which is, that's fine. But you've got St. Louis and the Braves. You've got the Nats and you've got the Dodgers. And Dane brought up an interesting point where, hey, what about the run lines uh, in these games and in the playoffs? And Obviously, for those of you that don't know, you're either spotting a run and a half or you're in the hole a run and a half to start the game. So obviously it makes sense. Well, there's a couple of different ways that it makes the most sense, Dan. I think a lot of it, a couple of factors to take into play, starting pitching, bullpen, and what kind of hitting team are we talking about? Because if you take the run line and you've got a favorite that, let's say, is batting last or it is home, right? The favorites batting home. Then in order to lay the run and a half for that situation, you've got to, you've got to say, you know what? This team is good enough. They've got the bats and oh yeah, they've got a bullpen that will be lights out, shut them down. So teams won't score any more runs. So you, you know, and if worst case scenario, they're going to get the last at bat. 
So they might have the chops to be able to cover it in the bottom of the ninth if it's possible. So you want to also, I think, look at the underdogs at home. I don't know if we're going to have any of those situations here, but underdogs at home, high totals, Dane, uh, where the variance, a high total means is, guys, get right. hold on to your hat. Who the hell knows what's going to happen here? So in those cases, taking the plus run and a half, there's a good chance it's going to be fireworks and that the, nobody's right. going to shut anybody down. And the so home team will have that at bat. When you got six and a half and seven runs, they're not, they're telling you I there's see. going to be, you know, but in this St. Louis game, it's nine runs already. It might even go up higher. They're expecting possibly some fireworks. And what'd we say? 10 mile an hour, winds dead yeah. out, SunTrust Bank tonight, taking on the, uh, you know, not necessarily the aces of the staff, so to speak. Um, it ain't Soroka. It, you know what I mean? Right. It ain't, uh, we're talking about yeah, yeah, a lefty. Yeah, yeah. So those are some of the things moving forward to keep in, in, in mind. If you're going to be taking underdogs at home would be great. So they get that lasted bad, but Off keep in mind, idea. what's the total too? There is a correlation between a six and a half, seven total versus a eight and a half, nine, nine and a half total, because what Vegas is telling you. There's going to be runs and runs and runs. The question is, how much do you trust your run line team to either shut the door in the 7th, 8th, and ninth, or be able to come through with the lasted bat in the bottom of the ninth? Yeah, and this idea of the run line or the spread with a low total is something we talk about in football as well, Joe, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Like, if it's 14 points, but the total is in the high 30s, like, how are they going to get that working margin? And so it's a similar kind of idea, exactly. but obviously condensed scoring in baseball as opposed to football. And I like right. what you're talking about with the home team, uh, right? So let's say game threes of this these series may be interesting, right? When yes. we go back to Minnesota— and Minnesota's the home team, but may still be the plus number. When it goes back to Tampa, and Tampa may be the underdog at home, uh, you may be able to get, um, you know, plus number or plus one and a half, or even more, Joe, you know how everyone loves the Dodgers, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, we kind of like Washington, yeah. and yeah. also— for this kind of idea, I would love the way the Washington rotation is lined up exactly. for when they go home. If yep. the public wants to love Los Angeles and what would be, I guess, either Kershaw or Ryu for game three of them, yep. I don't give a damn because I'll be able to get plus one and a half with Strasburg at yep. home. Lock it up, Joe. Uh, remind go. me, please, wh whatever yes. it's going to be, like Tuesday, whatever it is, remind yep. me I said right now that if the Nationals are plus one and a half and whatever yep. plus money when they have yep. Stroudsburg or whatever at home game mm -hmm. three, remind me, Joe, that I want to bet that, please. Yeah, I'm telling you, that is the uh, – and we will. I will remind you because we're going to make Thank the you, uh, the plays first thing. Uh, and, again, price, guys. Price is also a big determining factor on – whether or not you're going to go to a run line, because we are talking about teams now that are the best of the best in, in baseball. And the reality is, Dane, the Cardinals can beat Atlanta straight up. Yeah. So is it worth the run line price as an underdog versus what do you have to lay out for a even to get the run? Do you think they can win straight up? Uh, are you confident that they can do it? And how much are you willing to do it? Because the difference right now, the way I see it with the cards is you could lay up, you can get plus 130 on the money line for them to win out. 
if you want the run, how much are you paying for that? You're paying almost, uh, what is that, uh, 30? And, yeah, so it's almost 70 cents, 75 cents that you've got to pay in order to get that cushion of a run. How confident are you that the Cardinals will be able to keep this close at a nine-run total? And is it worth laying a minus 175 in order to get that run that at nine – and it's been bet up, it, it's a free, who the hell, it could be a three. You know what I, I mean? See. That's basically yeah. what they're telling you. So it's just a matter of price versus how confident you are. Home team, away team, favorite dog, 75 cents is a bit, like the Brewers against uh, against the Nationals, that was only a, a 30 cent split. That was, I can get them for plus 165 on a money line, or, you know, I can go ahead and get them for, uh, you know, 30, 35 cents less and add the run. I do think we're going to see the Nationals at home, game three. Dude, if it is 2 nothing, or if it, the opportunities to be yeah. able to, you know, hedge yeah. against the Yankees and the Dodgers, it, it could be an extremely profitable month of October, Dane, betting underdogs in Major League Baseball. Huge. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. Every team left playing baseball has won 90 games, like 94 games or something like that. Yes. Yep. Exactly. We got 100 so, win teams here. All they can all win points. on any given exactly. day. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right, we'll take a look at uh, Thursday Night Football next. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Welcome back in here as we look to make it rain and one of the best edges that we can uh, offer you here during the Major League Baseball October playoffs is focus on the underdogs. Keep your attention on the underdogs. That is where the value lies. And there are some situations and I'll give you a prime example here tonight, Dane. Focus on. October underdogs in Major League Baseball that have a high total. And when I say high total, anything over eight and a half runs. And we have that situation tonight. The Cardinals are plus 130. What are we looking at with the cards? Let's see, let's see, let's see. The plus, Cardinals I'm, today, because I have the series price ups right now. The Cardinals tonight are plus 125. Okay, so plus 125, a total of nine. Is that what you're showing? Yes. Okay, so perfect example. Since 2003, dogs in Major League Baseball playoff games with totals higher than eight and a half. Yeah, guys, they have uh, they have profited almost 25 units over that time because of the fact that they're plus 125, plus 130. And high total tells you that, yeah, the dog has got a shot here, guys. It's not going to be runs are hard to come by. Like we, it's not like seven or no, the runs that Vegas is telling you there's going to be runs scored, which means 
that favors the underdog to be able to get the job done. So when you see over the next three and a half, four weeks, guys, right up through the World Series, when you see an underdog at a plus number at a good price that has a high total over eight and a half, focus your attention on that game, would you please? So to me, I'm already bet the Cardinals. I'm on the Cardinals here tonight. Uh, everything fits into exactly what I would want it to fit into. I think the Cardinals are very underrated. I think Atlanta, because they won the series, I think it's home. I think the public is is leaning Atlanta because of they're the favorite. But I think the Cardinals can win this series easily, uh, Dane, when it's all said and done. Remember, the Cardinals were also a hot team in September, if we remember that, right? Because they had to be. They had Milwaukee. They had even the Cubs pretty much hot on their tail so let's look at that I series that. price listen, coming up too then because i'm gonna give me bet a plus it. number yeah. sure yep. any of these teams can win joe yep i like i like that we'll see what kind of series prices are cardinals taking down the braves let's bet it